Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. If you're old enough, you might remember this was actually the mantra, the song for President Clinton when he was running for president. Don't stop believing as we wait to see who the next president will be. It's obviously the from? big story. Where's he from, Zubin? Where's, uh, where's Bon Jovi from? Bon Jovi is from New Jersey, just like okay. we are. Just we saying. should mention see? President and Clinton. That, and Bon Jovi would be, that particular song <laughs> would be what I would hear in a bar in college. Yeah. After I swallow a couple slices of pizza and figure out what the Long Island iced tea is. <laughs> How strong do you want on the alcohol volume? <laughs> Figured out what a Long Island iced tea was. Because I didn't drink at all in college until my senior year. And then I had uh, like a Long Island and then it was a wrap. All downhill from Yeah, from there it's been all bad. <laughs> <laughs> so we should mention that uh, it's been all bad for the 49ers as well. The You're cheap, in a situation here. cheap drink. <laughs> Well, I don't know. It depends. I mean, Long Island iced teas are a kind of in price. College? Well, uh, in well, college, it was like how I many? How much? You, was like how much you were getting paid? I mean, you don't have oh, to worry. Gosh, oh, no. oh, right, here we go. Yeah, don't that. go into the duffel bag too far, Zubin. <laughs> I wasn't getting paid at USC. We don't do things like <clears> that. <throat> we didn't pay. We don't pay players at USC. I'm just being honest with you. All right, just an escrow. I want just you to be honest <laughs> when you hear this from Nick Wagner. He's our 49ers reporter. This is just an unbelievable stat. The 49ers last year were in the NFC Championship game. They were right there in the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes doesn't convert a third and 15 for the ages. They're probably the Super Bowl champions. From then to now, they got the Packers tonight. And listen to their offense and where they are now compared to that night when they whipped the pack and got to the Super Bowl. To put it into perspective for for the listeners, The 49ers and the Packers played, I believe it was January 20th, they played in the NFC Championship game. And in that game, seven players from the 49ers touched the ball, uh, had something to do with, you know, moving the ball, whether passing, receiving, or running the ball. None of those seven players will be available tomorrow night when they play the Packers. And the only one that's not still on the team is Matt Breida, the running back who was traded to the Dolphins. Everybody else is either injured or is on the COVID-19 list. And they only have three starters on offense uh, who will be available tomorrow night. And that, the other two is, is your left guard and your right tackle uh, and fullback Kyle Juszczyk. Okay, so obviously Nick recorded that last night. So when he says tomorrow night, he's really speaking of tonight. Just for clarity there, Nick's going to join us this morning at 9.35 Eastern. And his counterpart, Rob Domoski, who covers the Packers for ESPN, will join us at 9.30. So if you're really interested, you have an opportunity those guys will be with us at 9.30 and 9.35 a.m. Eastern because bottom line is, uh, as Nick said, it's not just injuries. There's some COVID issues related to them, so we'll get the very latest. The 49ers are sitting there with four wins. We discussed this yesterday. I'm not quite sure how they even got to four. If, if they get to seven— well, the Giants was one. <laughs> that's true. They have the done, Jets might have been two. Yes. They've done a great job against the NFC East, but then again, who hasn't? Who hasn't? Right. If this guy gets to seven wins, I'm being a little facetious here, but honestly, if the 49ers get to like seven wins, seven and nine, who knows what the number seven seed in the playoffs could be this year since there's a seven seed. And it may be an eight seed depending on what happens. If they go to a six-team team schedule, there could be an eight seed. I- I'm not kidding. If they finish like seven and nine, I think he deserves coach of the year votes. I really do. Well, it, I mean, yeah, I got to see who else is out there. But yeah, he certainly is headed down that track right now. Kyle Shanahan has done a tremendous job with players in and out of the lineup, starting with game one against the Arizona Cardinals when people start falling like flies. And then all of a sudden, you got four wins on a year. Typically, though, when you lose players, things start to go real bad, especially when you lose a starting quarterback. I have personal experience, as Evan, our producer, would know. We lost Vinny Testaverde uh, 
first game of the year, and we couldn't get out our own way for about seven or eight games. Mm. And then all of a sudden, we started to click, and we got on track. We just It's like when you lose an important part of your team, you kind of like just walk it in the fog for a long period of time. And I think when Nick Bosa got hurt, you started to say, ooh, man, they're in trouble here. And then Debo Samuels gets hurt a little bit. And then now Jimmy Garoppolo. This is, I, I believe this is Jimmy's second or third time this year being hurt yes. and having to miss time. Second, right? Mm-hmm. Second. second, yeah, with the high ankle sprain. I, I, it's so impressive to me that, what, Nick Mullins is one-on-one? Yeah, right? Nick is one-on-one. Like he, how, how is that to, as a guy, you've been around <laughs> a lot of quarterbacks who come in and come out and just be ready to perform? Right? It, it, I know football is next man up, but still – Carrying that kind of responsibility. I mean, we've seen so many other players back in QBs this year struggle with it. It's all about coaching. It's all about coaching and understanding your personnel and your players and know who you have so you can put them in the right position to succeed. A lot of times coaches will take a guy like Nick Mullins and act like he's Tom Brady. It's like, no, he's a backup for a reason. He's not just starter for a reason. So you have to manage the situation a certain way. When you think about it, the greatest quarterback that we've seen here in the last 20 years has been one guy, Tom Brady. When Tom Brady first took over for Drew Bledsoe, it was <clears throat> play defense, methodically move the ball down the field, let him make one or two throws that could help us, but we're going to run the ball, we're going to play defense, and we're going to have success doing that because they knew how to manage Tom Brady. Tom Brady was a backup to Drew Bledsoe for a reason. Now, eventually – he took over. He became the starter. He learned on the job. He got into the situation, and he just became Tom Brady. And that's the way you do things. You don't all of a sudden just throw a guy in there and say, you got to do the same guy thing that the other guy did. It's like, no, man, that dude's a backup quarterback for a reason. Well, that's exactly I mean, what Minnesota did, right, with Kirk Cousins. They only threw the ball 14 times. Dalvin Cook went to work. I mean, you assume it would be the same game plan. Four to 49ers, right? Jermichael Hasty and let, let them go to work and just try to pound the ball on the ground. But the difference with Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins is actually the starter that they paid a lot of money to to throw the ball. But when you look at you look at the strength of San Francisco, it's probably running the football exactly. where the weakness on Green Bay's defense is the middle linebacker position. So that's one of the things that scratch your head. Everybody talks about trade deadline, wide receiver they needed to help Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and that group, they really needed some linebacker help. They re, they just, for whatever reason, didn't address the linebacker position. And so you saw exactly what happened against Dalvin Cook and the Minnesota Vikings. And I'm sure Shanahan, who likes to run the football, uh, has taken note. You know, a lot of times you hear people say, well, you know, coaching is so additive. I feel like now when I watch the 49ers, it, it's Kyle Shanahan versus the Green Bay Packers. Like that's what the matchup is to me. Right, like no players in particular that I can call out for the 49ers. It's a coach's game plan, you know, and and how he's putting it all together to stop Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Okay, so it's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Let's go to the other side real quick with the Packers. When the Packers were embarrassed by Tom Brady and the Bucks, they bounced back the next week, housed Houston 35-20. It was not; it was a 15-point game. You'll understand what I'm saying here. Wasn't nearly as close as it seemed. Yes, 15 is a large margin win on the road, but they absolutely crushed. Houston, the game was over at the half. That was still a Bill O'Brien, though, correct? That is still under Bill O'Brien. Haven't played too much better, but they did pick up a win without him. On the other side, they're coming off another loss, this one to the Vikings, stunning in some ways, the way Minnesota did it with them running the ball, as Jay referenced. So, Key, 
How did the Packers bounce back tonight? The first time they came back with a vengeance. What are you thinking tonight? I think they. I think when you look at it, they're probably going to have a similar game plan, a similar attack. Um, Devontae Adams is back in the fold now, two weeks, so he's healthy. Lazar may come back. I don't know if he's out yet. I know he had some limited limited work, so they, you know, they said that they're not setting a timetable, but he did have some limited work. But I think it's all on Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has to go back into San Francisco and redeem himself in a team from that NFC Championship loss of a year ago. And I think that they'll be looking to do that. So we'll see what happens. Last thing, I want to match Nick Wagner's stat with one of my own. Nick was really good on the Niners. Don't have anybody that touched the ball essentially on offense that played in the NFC title game against the Packers that's playing against the Packers tonight. How about this one? The last NFC team to make the Super Bowl after losing in the Super Bowl the previous season, that's exactly where the Niners are, right? Wait, me one more time. This is exactly where the Niners are at this moment. The last NFC team to make the Super Bowl after losing in the Super Bowl the previous year, okay, in the NFC, NFC Super Bowl loser, the ability to just get back to the Super Bowl, just get back, how long do you think it's been? NFC loser in the Super Bowl, just getting back to the Super Bowl. 26 years. A little longer than that. The Vikings in 1973 and 1974. We're about to play Super Bowl 55 for a little perspective. That was Super Bowl 8 and Super Bowl 9. How about that? Think about that for a second. Straight talk wireless. No contract. No compromise. On the way, eight divisions in the NFL. Eight statements. What's real and what's not. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Man, we just played this song, though. This is like the college Long Island Ice Tees. Get a couple of those going. 
two o'clock, closing no, two- time, you're like, oh, what's what's happening? Why are the lights on? Oh, that's how you look. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> what's about to happen? Again, right? What up, What's about to happen? I'm going to blame on us having too many Long Island iced teas in the last segment. Because well, apparently- <laughs> we just heard this song, right? Evan, Evan this yeah, song. Yeah, we just heard the song. We're playing it again because you guys said it was Bon Jovi. No, hold on. Two people in this booth said Bon Jovi. I agree based on them. I assume I assume this was part of Jay's catalog, catalog. as well as Zubin's because they said Bon Jovi, New Jersey, the whole thing. So I'm going with it. I'm like, yeah. But I don't know. I don't have this in my car plan unless it's on the radio. You, you actually off. got it in your phone, I'm sure. Playlist? Playlist, yes, exactly. It's not an Apple playlist. But you jumped on a quick, you're like, yeah, yeah, I heard it's I, in all the fact, bars at yeah. UNC, yeah. There's no question I heard it in college, but y'all gave it to Bon Jovi. Then on top of giving it to Bon Jovi, you said it was a President Clinton's inaugurational yeah. song, right? Which, okay, wait, so wait. now we're over so we, two. So we got some clarification. So we got to clean up a lot of this. So first of all, <laughs> this is Journey. Their lead singer, Steve Perry, who's a huge Bay Area sports fan. He Ooh. sang Take Me Out to the Ball Game when the Giants were in the World Series three out of five years. So so this is San Francisco for the 49ers playing tonight. That's way off. Yeah, we're way off on that one. We also played Third Eyed Blind at 6 o'clock, which was another Bay Area band. So Ooh. there's a, a little theme to the music today. But yeah, give me credit. I got Third Eyed Blind right, though? Yes, you got Third Eyed Blind right. I've done one thing right today. All right, one for three. What Walking else? off. What else, then, Evan? Then I want you to hear a Bon Jovi song so we can all together know who Bon Jovi is and what he sounds okay, like. Okay, we're ready. No! Shots! Jay Will, what's up, bro? <laughs> and just My put, bank account information is 2-0. <laughs> and just to put a cap on the whole thing, Zubin had said, don't stop believing, Bill Clinton. Right. Uh, campaign song. It was actually Don't Stop by Fleetwood Mac. Oh. I was one word off. <laughs> I added an extra word. <laughs> this is totally... I wouldn't even. Music, I wouldn't even know where. I wouldn't even know who sang this. No, a court, but it all. See, I guess is, our listeners do though. This is where I always get into trouble. At it all <laughs> sounds the same to me. No, <laughs> it all sounds the same to me. Party music in the bar, hanging out. That's it. It just sounds the same to me. I could because I'm not a rock and roll. I guess this would this would be. I'm not soft a rock, rock and roll. Right? We should like not be God. making any aspersions on music this morning. Okay, we don't even don't even go there I'm after just saying, this. I'm I mean, not just... a big rock and roll guy. <laughs> I, think, I think it might be time to go back to sports. Some of you guys <laughs> yeah. that. How would you is that like soft rock? Yeah, soft yeah, rock. Soft rock. Soft rock. Yeah. And there's plenty of people out there that think we don't know what we're talking about with sports either. So this is actually a perfect no, scenario. I don't look, man. <laughs> I'm not shy that I don't know who the songs are and who the artists are. I'm not shy. All right, I'm going to be very... Party! <laughs> living in the... Living, living, what? I don't know. <laughs> that's what, see, this is what happens, though. Two o'clock, living. <laughs> you just got to start humming it and act like you're singing along so you're part of the group. Part of the group. That's just how it act works. act like you belong. Yeah. There he is. Got it. All right. Zubin's very nervous now. Yeah, well... Let's go back to sports. We're about to go real or not real after that unreal four minutes that we just played on this program, that's for sure. I'm I'm almost doubting everything I'm thinking right. Just confirm here. The AFC East is comprised of the Bills, the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Patriots. Are we right about that? Because we gotta talk about the AFC yeah, East yes. for a second. Just want to make sure The Colts are no longer there. No. Not sure they were ever there. No, they were. <laughs> AFC in, East back in the day. Okay. 
Okay. Um, we're all nervous We're now. already in the we're ditch. We're all nervous now. When you're in the ditch, don't even call AAA. Just stay in the ditch. I mean, that's basically you know what, key, you know what key? Like, we always seem like a fish out of water when we're in those kind of clubs with that kind of music. I want to uh. take Zubin and Evan. It's like a hip-hop hood club. That's why I want to see them, like, dance the future and all this, all this good stuff. You know, like, have them stand in the corner. Let's see how they act. Yeah. You know, they yeah. told us to never talk politics. I should have never done it. They told us to never talk politics. I brought up Bill Clinton. See what happens when you bring up politics, Key? See? You got excited about the music, but that's fine. <laughs> we, we, we're back on track now. All right. If you're old enough, maybe Bill Clinton was playing the saxophone while listening to that. All right. Anyway, <laughs> if you have to be old enough to get that one. All right. So here we go. Real or not real. This is courtesy of a great website. I'm going to give them a shout out. It's called The Ringer, com. They talk about sports, music, pop culture, really great stuff. And they had a great article on there posted recently, essentially taking questions for each of the eight NFL divisions, turning them into statements. And we want to see whether the fellas agree with their statements. All right, fellas, you ready to do this? Yes. Let's start in the AFC East. Their statement about this division, Josh Allen will stop believing. No, Josh Allen will stop playing like Jekyll and Hyde. Key? When, though? <laughs> That's yeah. the question. It's like when. Uh, if you're talking about throughout the course now. of the season, I think he will. I think he will stop. He would just start to play a little bit better. He's had some good moments, but ever since Dan Orlowski decided to make him an MVP candidate, it's all downhill from there. Uh, not real. I'm not sold on him being consistently dominant. He's been – he started off the season hot. Like uh, Key said, Dio had him as an MVP. Simmered off since then, but I, I don't see it being consistently dominant. AFC North, their statement and the fellas' statement on the statement. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens will recapture their 2019 form when they finished with 14 wins and he was the MVP. It's real. They will recapture the form. They're winning games, but at the end, he's not going to be the MVP. They're still going to be a 13-14 win type football team. Well, see, I would disagree. I would say not real because he's, Lamar's not playing at an MVP caliber level, and that's what he played at in 2019. Still winning, though, man. I hear he's winning, but he's not playing at that level. Plus, who's he throwing the ball to, Key? They're still winning, though. Still I a good football team. Tennessee coming off a head-scratching defeat. AFC South, their statement, the fellas' statement on this. The Titans' defense wakes up before it's too late. Not real. They won't. It, this this division is now in Indy's hands and in their control. Indy's figured it out. I think Phillip Rivers has figured it out. And we'll see a big test for Phillip Rivers is again this weekend when they take on the Baltimore Ravens is he cannot turn the football over and they'll be in good shape. If he turns the ball over, they're going to be in trouble. See, I'm going to say real here. Not only did they go out and get a – uh, a defensive back in Desmond Keene at the trade deadline, right? But also Dory Jackson comes back off injury, should be a huge boost to their secondary. And I like, Vrabel's a really good defensive coach. I think they turn around. Indeed. Coming off what I would say is a stunner, that loss to the Bengals. To the AFC West, their statement on the ringer.com that we will react to, nobody can stop the Chiefs. That's not true. Because the the Raiders stopped them. So that's not true at all. And they got to see the Raiders again. And the Raiders are going in with confidence. So that's not real. Would you not have the Chiefs as your Super Bowl favorite? Yes, but stopping them, the Raiders have already stopped them. They they, they lost to the Raiders. And they see the Raiders again here in a couple weeks. Yeah, I, 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 mean, I, I take this as, is anybody going to stop them from winning a Super Bowl? Not can you stop them for one game. 
I think once they get to the playoffs with all their weapons, I mean, there's only one team that averages more points than the Mesa Seattle Seahawks. I think too many weapons. For well, if we if we're if we're going into the Super Bowl, then. I don't know what Pittsburgh defense how they would be playing then. I don't I don't necessarily know if Baltimore will figure out how to punch him in the mouth. But then when you get to the NFC into the Super Bowl, let's remember Jimmy Garoppolo missed Emmanuel Sanders and we wouldn't even be having this conversation about the Chiefs in their Fair Super point. Bowl. Fair point. There's a chance that we wouldn't be having this conversation. He mentioned the NFC. Let's go there. NFC East declarative statement. The NFC East winner will have a winning record. Negative. No. No. They'll 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 be an eight and eight, eight and eight or below to win that division. I mean eight and eight doesn't qualify. I guess it's five hundred, but it doesn't qualify as a winning record to me. So it's pretty much the Eagles, right? You tell me you want me to bet on the Eagles to have a winning record? At three, four, and one at the moment. Giants next could get to four, four, and one easily. Well, yeah, Giants, the Giants, Giants been playing well though. Yeah, the Giants, Giants might been playing make well. the playoffs, man. They might win the division. Yeah, now not what? real. Yeah, I'm with you, Key. I'm with they you. They might on this win one. the division. It's not like the Eagles are a, a, a juggernaut of a team. Uh, Danny Sense turned into Danny Dimes. They're Let's one go. in seven right now. We made some bad statements this morning. That might be the worst. But what if they make the playoffs though? At one in seven? Yeah. What if? How? Because they just go on a run and the Eagles start to just play like the Eagles. One in seven to the playoffs. What, what if Wait, they do? Is, what? Man, you see the way they played the Bucks. If he doesn't throw those picks and they hit and he hits that and he hits uh um the running back on the little out to put it in overtime, they might win that game. They're playing good football. They just gotta turn the corner. And the Eagles you what are the Eagles gonna show up? Like what Eagles are going to show up? What Eagles are showing up? I'm not arguing with you. I know one and seven is hard. There's no question about it. They should be looking to next year's draft. But anything could happen. They've lost games by four, three, two. I mean, like, they've yes, been in every they, game except for the Niner game where they lost by like twenty-five. Every game they have been in, including the game a, against a seven and a nine team. A seven and a nine team can win this division. What if they run off enough to be seven and nine? I mean, it, it's mathematically feasible. It I is. wouldn't bet money, but I mean, they I'm have not been money there. on it. No, they, I'm not. They have been there though to close a lot of games. They just. Daniel Jones has thrown for eight picks, I mean, nine picks already in eight games. I don't think that they are going to the playoffs, but what if they do, though, man? Let's have some fun when Joe Fortenbar, gambling guy, joins us. I'll ask him, what are the odds that the Giants could go from one and seven to the playoffs? All right, we'll just ask him. We'll have some fun with him when he joins us. One and seven to the playoffs. Okay, back to reality. <laughs> NFC West. Russell Wilson is good enough to consistently make up for the Seahawks' defensive deficiencies. Well, I think they, yeah, it's real. Um, but their defense is slightly getting better here every week that they get back out there. They're getting a little bit better, a little bit better. Jamal Adams has not been in the lineup the last several weeks. They'll eventually get him back. Carlos Dunlap was traded to add some pressure, brought over to add some pressure to the defense to get at the quarterback because they clearly saw what Kyler Murray was able to do to them when he put the ball in the air. Um, but, yeah, if Russell Wilson certainly can make up for the deficiencies on the off on the defensive side of the ball. Well, I think with those pieces coming back, that changes the conversation around about their defense because Jamal Adams is a beast. I mean, he, he, he is legitimately a beast. I think Russell's numbers will average out 
Uh, but in game scenarios, yes, he can carry them from time to time. But I think their defense will actually pan out when it's all said and done. Let's fly through these last two. NFC North, the Bears are good enough to make this a race with the Packers. That's a statement. Is that a strong statement, a right statement, a wrong statement? I think it's the right statement. I think it's real. You know, it, it, it's, it's just one of those, you know, two weeks ago, Nick Foles beat uh, Tom Brady. And the first thing we were saying, well, oh, wow. Oh, then they went out and laid a stinker, and now we're off of them again. Now it's should they play Trubisky. We don't know which Green Bay team is going to show up week to week. So I don't see how you just can automatically cancel the Chicago Bears out of the equation of making a strong run to win the division. I just don't see how you could do it just quite yet. Well, I'm about to do it. I'll cancel them. You know, I, I said before, I, I think this was not a real situation. I think the Bears are a great defensive team. Offensively, they're just anemic at times. And I said they would lose three in a row. They've lost two in a row. Now they're going into Tennessee. We'll, we'll see. But I think I, at Tennessee, I, w- I am sure when Joe comes on the show for him ball, they are favored in this ballgame. All right. Last one, of course. Tennessee ended the Tom Brady era in New England. Of course, he's with the Bucks. our NFC South question. Tom Brady and Tampa Bay's defense can keep playing at this elite level, Keyshawn. It's real. Yeah, they could, could keep playing at the elite level. But the other, ki- other teams within the conference will start to play better as well. They'll separate themselves. These four teams, you'll start to see who the real teams are between the Green Bay Packers the Seattle Seahawks, as well as the Tampa Bay Bucks and the New Orleans Saints. I don't see Tampa Bay slowing down at all. I think they're the best defense in the NFL, and I think they're going to keep going. That's and simple. Those are our declarative statements. That symbol, want to give a shout out to the Ringer. It's a symbol to log on to their website, check out that article if you want. They gave us some good stimulation this morning to think about every division in the NFL. By the way, Joe Fortenbaugh is our gambling expert. If you're unaware, we have him on oh. once a week. And he'll be on. He'll be on tomorrow morning at eight ten, so we can ask him how a one in seven team can end up making the playoffs and how you can make money doing that. Uh, indeed, the Giants play in New Jersey, and they would be living on a prayer. Indeed, key if you could go from one in seven to the playoffs. Maybe that's just me, because being from Jersey, I want every song to be like Bon Jovi, Bruce Springsteen, stuff like that. That's me. That's on me. And the chairman of the board, Frank Sinatra. I hope those three guys are from New Jersey. I really, really hope those three guys are from New Jersey. We cannot afford another (laughs) mistake. Take out them all. all. (laughs) Let's go to Sports Center and then back to more cowboy talk. (laughs) Okay. Good morning. I'm Zuba Mahendia with your Sports Center update. Somebody else wrote this key, so if this is wrong, I'm just passing the buck. Player reps expected to approve a December 22nd start to the NBA season. Sources telling ESPN, Board of Governors, and the PA are going to meet today. December 22nd is a huge start date. If they were to start in January or beyond, the league has said it could lose hundreds of millions of dollars. Thursday night football, 49ers, Packers, rematch of last year's NFC championship game. All of this happening amidst the 49ers shutting down their facility. It's the start of week nine. It'll begin at 8.20 p.m. Eastern Louisville, Virginia, set for Saturday, has been postponed due to, of course, a coronavirus outbreak. This with the Louisville football program. It's been pushed back to November 14th. 15 members of the Cardinals staff tested positive and players. So it's really Louisville here that's trying to get their house in order, including 10 players and five members, as I mentioned, of the support staff. You might remember they played Virginia Tech without nine players 
and lost that ball game, and now they are two and five under second year coach Scott Satterfield. Sports Center brought to you by Progressive. Progressive proud to honor our veterans by donating cars to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for twenty twenty at keystoprogress.com. Very interesting situation for the Cowboys. I'm sure you all know it. Dak Prescott, of course, done on the mend, rehabbing. Andy Dalton right now on the reserve COVID list. They're hoping to have him back at this point, some point this season. Won't be this week. They played Ben DiNucci last week. Two interceptions, four sacks. And apparently, you just heard Mike McCarthy, they're either going with Garrett Gilbert, 29-year-old, well-known to people in Texas, played for the Longhorns and the Mustangs. But he's 29. They could go with Cooper Rush. Neither guy has ever started a game. We're going to bring in John Kitten this morning, a former Cowboys quarterback and a former Cowboys quarterback coach this morning for <clears throat> excuse me, mm. some interesting perspective on this. He joins us this morning on the Shell Pennzoil performance line to just sort of take us inside the mind of what's going on right now with the Cowboys quarterback. First things first, John, hard-hitting question. What's your favorite Bon Jovi song? <laughs> I mean, I guess you'd have to go I, I don't even know. To be honest, I think Living on a Prayer, but I have no idea. Yes, so, you're right I mean, in lockstep no. with us because that's apparently the only one we know as well. All right, more seriousness <laughs> here. All right, so help I me out. I know here. that because I heard Jay Will sing it. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> we'll never live it down. All right, okay. Uh, let's get down to brass tacks. Cooper Rush never started a game. Garrett Gilbert never started a game. You got a seven to zero, the only undefeated team in the league coming in. Uh, how do the Cowboys manage this short term and long term with your experience as a player and a QB coach? Jeez. Uh... They're in a tough spot um, when you're hit with injuries like this, and you know the the clear leader of your program has has uh, you know had a season-ending in, injury. It's tough, and then you know add in the fact that you got a new staff and you know the COVID stuff. I mean, it's it's you know it's, it's the perfect storm, and uh, you know you got a team coming in in Pittsburgh that you know has had a lot of continuity and. Uh, you know, their defense is, you know, what Pittsburgh defense is, we, what we all know it to be. So it's a tough deal. I, you know, I, how do you manage it? Uh, uh, it's, it's about the professionals in that locker room all, you know, raising their game and, and doing their job and making sure that, you know, that they handled their part. And, uh, but that's, that's a tough deal. John, when you look at it, having been a quarterback coach, obviously played the position yourself. Uh, what would you recommend out of the three guys that they have to choose from who should be starting this game against Pittsburgh? Yeah, I think I think the guy that, you know, can, first of all, lead the guys that are going to be in that huddle the best and uh, the guys that, that are going to step into that huddle, you know, which which guy is going to give them the most confidence when they go out on that field. Look, I, <laughs> I hate to admit it, but I've been in that situation as a player uh, you know, where you're, you know, things are, you're kind of scrapping. And, you know, when we were in Cincinnati, I think in, uh, I think it was 2002, I can't remember what year it was, but, you know, we were kind of scrapping and trying to figure out how to build a program and, and all that stuff. And Kansas City came in, they were 9-0, and I believe. And Chad, of course, your guy, you know, goes out and uh, guarantees a win. And, uh, you know, it kind of galvanized us. And I'm not saying that that's what they should do, but, um, you know, we were able to go out and, 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 uh, and beat the Chiefs that day. But, you know, I think it comes down to, you know, which quarterback is going to give the most confidence to those guys in the huddle, play in and play out. And, you know, how do you know that? You, you talk to the guys that are in, the, in that locker room. 
John Kidna, former Cowboy quarterback, former Cowboy coach amongst many other teams that he played for, the Seahawks, the Bengals, the Lions. Um, when you look at it, John, should the Cowboys, and, I, and they're already tanking as far as I'm concerned, just based on taking the field, but should they be very cautious about getting W's opposed to a better draft position at this stage of the season? Uh, as you know, um, the players in the locker room never talk about, you know, never really think too much about that stuff. It's just too much competitive character that's in that locker room. And, and I, you know, I've heard you guys talking about that in the last couple of weeks. And that that's a hard stance to take uh, when, when you're talking about competitiveness and, and guys that, you know, you're not guaranteed your next snap, much less next year. And so, um, you know, how do you sell that? I, I, you know, I don't know. The, the fact of the matter is, they're missing a lot of really, really good football players, Pro Bowl players, some of the best players at their positions, some guys that are probably going to, you know, be, you know, have a chance to be in the Hall of Fame someday. And that's a tough deal. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just think I know, I know what's in that organization, and you know, they compete for everything. And and uh, and so that's that that would be a tough sell. John, what did you, uh, you know, when you? When you look at this whole thing, what do you think this team lost when Dak Prescott went down for the oh, season? Oh, man. Yeah. You know, I think about this a lot. And, I, you know, uh, you know I, I mean, I, I literally love Dak like a brother. And, uh, and you know, I thought about it when, when he went down. Like, you know, honestly, I was, you know, sitting there watching the game and, and uh, just couldn't believe it when I saw it. And uh, my whole family, we were disturbed by it. But the thing about Dak is, you know, I've been around. I was in the locker room with Warren Moon. I was on a team with Warren Moon. Um, I was with Carson Palmer. I was with Tony Roman. Those are guys. Those guys are some good leaders, really good leaders. I, I like to consider myself a good leader. I've never seen anybody like Dak, ever. A guy that's universally respected by everybody in that organization. That's hard to find somebody doesn't like you right like you it just you guys have been around it enough you don't you can't i mean it's unbelievable how he can galvanize everybody and he's the hardest worker uh in the weight room he's the hardest worker in the film room he's the hardest worker on uh, on the practice field he, he does everything that you need him to do in terms of you know public relations and the media stuff he stands up there, and the crazy thing about him after being with him last year is he's literally always positive. Last the one. next play oh. is going to be the yeah. best play. And so when you lose that plus the fact of you know his physical talent, that's a hard piece to replace. It's, it certainly is. Last thing for you, you may have been – extracting yourself from the National Football League for a while, but you haven't gotten away from the football bug. I heard you're a high school coach. Tell everybody about this. Yeah, you know, that's always been what I feel like God has called my wife and my family to do is to to go back into the high school ranks and, and uh, to try and, and, and develop young men to be great real men um, when they graduate high school and, and, uh, and have men of character and I love the game of football. I love being around it. I feel like I have a lot that I can pass on. And, and uh, my family and I, this is where we feel like God has called us to, to be. You know, obviously last year we took a hiatus and, and got a chance to coach in the NFL. It was a, a great opportunity to coach for somebody I love and Jason Garrett. And 
you know, organization I love with the Cowboys. But, you know, the high school thing, this is my eighth year coach, and I love it. I'm in Burleson, Texas, uh, my first year here, and, you know, really trying to build a program that, that produces men of character and leaderships, leadership factory. That's amazing because, That's awesome. you know, guys like here, you know, going to the NFL on a rocket ship, but most of the guys that play high school football will never put on the uniform after they graduate from high school. So to be able to, as they say down in Texas, brush shoulders with an NFL quarterback is an unbelievable opportunity for those youngsters. Really appreciate you spending some time with us this morning and best of luck on Friday Night Lights the rest of the way. Thanks, John. Thanks, man. Okay. Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh-huh. Appreciate you, All brother. Right. Burleson High School in Texas, their most famous alum, Kelly Clarkson. I think I might get fired if I ask you guys what's their most famous song. I don't think anybody... Uh, <laughs> yeah. See, I couldn't help you, but a rocket ship? No, man, Ferrari. Ferrari, ship. okay, gotcha. Yeah. Well, you were you were on the Autobahn earlier this morning, so we'll make sure you were on Kelly the Ferrari. Kelly Clarkson. Is, <laughs> don't, 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 don't do it. Don't we do what? Because I, I feel you're about to go down this path where you're about no, to I'm try saying, to name Kelly some Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson like, songs. I don't know our songs. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Still to come, speaking of quarterback situations, I'm going to do it. It's the last time I'm going to do it. Why Bears fans shouldn't stop believing in Mitch Trubisky. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Those are the words of Mike Greenberg, who started his radio career in Chicago doing the Bears postgame. And Mike is right. We haven't seen anybody great at the position. Some historians would tell you we're not old enough for this fellow, but Sid Luckman going back to the Stone Age. Oh, yeah, I remember Sid. He was a great quarterback for the Bears. (laughs) Three-star recruit, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just needed to work on the arm a little bit. Back in crystal clear standard McMahon, definition. McMahon wasn't bad, and neither was Vince Evans. They yeah. were okay. You got to go back for Evans, and obviously yeah. McMahon, the quarterback of the Super Bowl winning team. I'm yeah. sure my homie Tom Waddle can tell us all about those quarterbacks. Indeed, because Waddle caught passes from many Bears quarterbacks, and he joins us this morning on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Pennzoil synthetic motor oils made from natural gas. Gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. He has his own radio show in Chicago, Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. Great show. And indeed it is. And he joins us this morning. These are not two great quarterbacks for sure. Tom, good morning. So first things first, the status of Mitch's shoulder, and then go ahead and go macro on these two fellas. 
Yeah, uh, first of all, good morning, guys. And, and some would argue I was part of the problem when you cast me as a number one receiver in the <laughs> early 90s. You, you're already behind the eight ball. Um, I, yeah, I, think, I don't think Mitch is going to be – from what I understand, um, you know, I haven't talked to anybody inside the building, but I don't think Mitch is going to be available as a backup this weekend. And I, there's talk that it may last um, a couple of weeks. So uh, things went from – I mean, if you look at a, this team and they're five and three and you look from the outside in, you, you know, you probably are wondering why people in Chicago are wringing their hands and gnashing their teeth. It's because those of us who've had a front row view for all of this have seen this offensive ineptitude for a long bit of time. And, and things got worse this week, not just with Mitch being hurt and not available as a backup, but their offensive line is very likely they go to Nashville and play a Titans team with 80% of their starting offensive line not available. And it was an offensive line that was below average from the first snap of the season anyway. So uh, Mitch is out and Nick's going to be running for his life. So uh, take that Bears fans. So Tom, if Mitch didn't get hurt, um, how much longer do you think that it, they would have pretty much stayed with Foles before they pulled the hook again back to Mitch? Yeah, Key, I think that that when, when Matt Nagy made that change, uh, like halfway through the third quarter in the Falcons game in week three, I, I think it was a change that Matt was looking to make all along. I think he, you, you know, I think the reason you trade for Nick Foles, you give up a fourth, you guarantee $21 million, you don't do that to sit him on the bench. There was great familiarity. I think that inside that building and inside Matt Nagy's head, there was this thought that, finally they were going to have a quarterback that could run Matt's offense. So uh, I think when they made the change, it was made in an indefinite fashion that it was going to be that way forever. So even without the injury, I I don't think that there is any appetite up at Hallis Hall here in Chicago for changing back to Mitch. I think think right now Matt's got to prove to everybody that, that the trade for Foles was the right reason and that this offense will work and that they can make Nick Foles work inside this offense. I think it's a very, very difficult task to prove all of that. But I think when the change was made, guys, I, I think it was made for the remainder of the season. I don't think there's a whole lot of flexibility up there inside the coaching room to go back to Mitch even if he's healthy. Let me let me ask you this, though, Tom, because you've been there forever, right, in Chicago. You've seen the, the, the organization – from beginning to end, why in the hell can't they ever find a quarterback? Like, just one quarterback, just one quarterback for a couple years. How come everybody else in the league can find a quarterback except the Bears? You know, it's the thing that has everyone – like, we are a really proud fan base, and there's always a ton of optimism. And then we get consistently smacked in the face with, at the very best, average offense and usually poor quarterback play. So it's something that, that, that this entire city has struggled with. And I don't know that there's a really good explanation. I heard you guys talking earlier. Look, Jim McMahon was a hell of a quarterback. He just couldn't stay healthy. Uh, they made, made the trade for Jay Cutler and gave up a couple of first round picks and brought him in. And then in a lot of ways, didn't surround him with enough. And, and Jay made some pretty risky decisions on a consistent basis and it didn't work out. And then, look, they had the opportunity, guys, not to to relive the past and and, and get people nauseous this early in the morning here in Chicago, but, like, they had the chance back in 2017. They moved up from number three to number two because they were afraid someone was going to get in front of them to take Mitch Trubisky when when Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes were were available. So, like, 
I don't have, I, I, I'm supposed to come on the show and, 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 and have the answers. I don't. I don't know why they cannot effectively evaluate the position in a way that brings in somebody that can be there for an extended period of time. Great stuff, Tom. We got to run. We're back to talk Joe Montana. That's on the way. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.